Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. 2022. So, you know, Alex and I have been talking a lot uh, towards the end of uh, 2021. And we've been doing this podcast now for a little bit over two years now. And we wanted to have an episode where we, we've got a lot of new listeners. So we wanted to talk about why we started this podcast and why is it you should be listening for, for those of you new listeners. And even for you old listeners, hopefully reminding you of, of hopefully why this podcast is valuable. Yeah. It can basically just goes back to our roots and, and talking about, okay, what is it that we're actually trying to trying to impart into our, our listeners? So before we jump into that, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, today, we are drinking Giggly Blonde Ale, which is from Gig Harbor Brewing uh, over in Gig Harbor. Uh, it's 5% ABV um, and 19 uh, IBUs. So, I mean, it's a blonde ale, so it's not going to have a ton of IBUs, but uh, let's check this thing out. It's a easy drinking beer like you would really expect from a blonde ale. It's got a little bit of a bitter taste a little better finish for me alex what are your thoughts yeah it uh i would agree it's, it's got a little bit of a bitter taste to it it uh it's not bad uh, and blondes aren't my my favorite beer um it, it just doesn't quite have enough full flavor body however you want to describe it it's but it's uh like this would be a great beer for like a warm sunny day yeah absolutely yeah, in terms of blondes out there, um, if I were to rate this out of a five, I'd probably put it at like a two and a half. Maybe a three for me. Yeah. So uh, again, they're in Gig Harbor, Washington. Um, I think the actual brewery is in Tacoma, technically, uh, Tacoma, Washington. So if you're in that area, feel free to uh, check them out. They've got a lot of other beers that uh, we plan on uh, sampling as well. So make sure you check them out. So let's get into the topic at hand here today. So Alex, how did we start this podcast? Where did this come from? Uh, so you and I were putting on webinars. We've been invited into uh, a local tech company, Amazon, uh, here in, in the Seattle area, and we were putting on webinars. And after we finished up one day, someone walked up to us and said, hey, please tell me you guys recorded this because I was taking notes and couldn't write fast enough. Uh, I really hope that I can go back and watch this again. And we hadn't. Um, and so we, we kind of said, well, hey, maybe people enjoy listening to us talk about uh, finances. I think they really enjoy our smooth sounding voice rather than our ugly mugs. Uh, <laughs> See, I figured it was just my analytical Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, that didn't help at all. So <laughs> it, it was funny. You know, Alex, we had that person come up. We said, crap, we should have recorded it. And then, you know, we were looking at longer term, like what, what was the best resource? And Alex and I, I think had, had tossed around the idea of maybe starting a podcast. And then, and then when we, na- when we had that financial wellness class, essentially, we named it Beer and Money because we bought everyone a beer. They came in and we spoke about money and we kept it really kind of like a fireside chat. It wasn't analytical from the standpoint of, you know, typical jargon that a financial advisor would use. It was real talk, talking about real things that are going on in people's lives rather than this magical, like the magic of compound interest. If you keep it for the next 30 years, <laughs> like it just doesn't happen that way in the real world. Well, and like in all, in all those situations, you see this, like 
uh, with a hypothetical rate of return, and they pick a number somewhere between six and 10, uh, seemingly at random, depending upon what they're trying to accomplish. And then you wind up with this hypothetical that means nothing because nobody gets a static rate of return for 30 years. So we took two important pieces, at least for us, and that was obviously we wanted to talk about money. Uh, and we wanted to incorporate some, we both enjoy beer and we, we both try different breweries here. I mean, we live in uh, Seattle, Washington. So a lot of microbrews, Oregon's right down South of us. So there's a ton there. I'm from Colorado. So when I go back to Colorado, there's a bunch of microbrews there too. So we had this, this commonality in this, um, we both enjoyed drinking beer. So we figured, well, let's talk about beers that we're drinking, spread that, that, information out there for people that aren't here local, or even if they are, we're always figuring out, okay, where, what should we try next? And then let's talk about money from a standpoint of real world actionable items. Yeah. How is this going to impact somebody's life? And you know, let's try and cut through as much of the BS and make it just uh, real world life examples of like, okay, what? how can we take action? How can we improve somebody's life? And at the same time, like we, we also get that like this is not specific advice to someone's situation. Our recommendation is to sit down with a financial professional so that you can get tailored advice to your particular situation. Yeah. I mean, obviously that sounds self-serving um, and that's not what it meant was meant for actually. Like, frankly, I don't care if you take this and you talk to a, a t- someone that you know and trust that's, that's been financially successful. Sure. And have that conversation, right? The whole purpose of this is to untaboo money and have you think about money differently so that you can essentially live your dreams and accomplish your goals. And I know that sounds corny, <laughs> but like, it's not all about the money, frankly, it's what, the, what we're able to do because we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And so much of this is just trying to give back to the community that has given so much to us and, you know, trying to, you know, help provide bite-sized information of like what we can do to improve our lives. And uh, like you said, just get us, have us think critically about our money, what we want it to do for us, what it is doing for us and, and where we can put it to work for us. So three key reasons that we feel as though you should listen to us and the value that we would bring. Number one is having you think intelligently or just making decisions around your money with purpose. Yeah. And people spend more time planning a two-week vacation than they do planning their retirement, let alone any of the other financial planning conversations. So if you can listen to us for 15, 20 minutes right? Every Monday that, or every Sunday that this comes out, right? That, that hopefully has you think differently about your money and more specific. And this was the key ingredient action steps that you can actually employ in your own personal financial situation. That's number one. And number two is planning with the end in mind. So, so often we wind up talking to pre-retirees or retirees, folks that are within five or 10 years of retirement. And a lot of the decisions have already been made and are either painful or challenging to unwind at that point. And so one of the goals was 
to get people who are in their early career, in their mid-career, to start thinking about, hey, what should we actually have our finances look like when we get to retirement? Um, and so, like, so much of this is just getting people to think a, just a little bit differently around what they're doing with their money and why. Yeah. And we bring in real world actual analysis. And what I mean by analysis is, right, when you sit down with your like 401k specialist, right, they're saying, look, if you deposit X amount of dollars every year from your paycheck, and you get a 7% rate of return, here's the sum of money you're going to have in 30 years. Okay, did that person ask you what sum of money you're going to need when you have your first child? How much you're going to want to have for any number of different things? Did that person ask, like, what kind of flexibility do you have? Like, would you ever want to start your own business? Would you ever want to get into real estate investing? Right? Like, think about that. Over a 30-year time horizon, what could possibly happen that we might change our mind? Uh, I haven't changed my mind in at least the last 30 years, right? So we, we plan with real world stuff, right? And if, you, if you've been listening to our podcast, you've probably been hearing that real world stuff. And so thinking with today and real world and with the end in mind, like, okay, 30 years, let's just say magically happens. You put your money in all these different buckets or maybe one bucket. Okay. How do you now turn that into income? So you don't have to work if you don't want to work anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they're that, that folks are are tired and, and sick of hearing us say things like flexibility and uh, options and financial balance. Which takes us to number three, and this is maybe my favorite part about it. I don't know about you, Alex, but my favorite part is busting myths around money. Yeah, it. it <laughs> Money is such a taboo subject in our society and our school system just really doesn't do a good job of teaching about it. And so as a result, we wind up with the collection of what our parents know about money. And because it wasn't, a ta- it was a taboo topic and it wasn't talked about and it wasn't discussed, we wind up with these phrases and these thought processes and, and the, these things that we just inherently believe because we were taught it from such a young age that are based on what life was like 10, 20, 40, 50, a hundred years ago, and in all likelihood don't necessarily apply to you and your situation today. Yeah. Most people's experience around money has been given to them by their parents and their experiences in life. Right. And it's passed down, right? Like your parents found that information from their parents and it keeps going on down the line and things have changed, right? Interest rates today weren't what the interest rates were in say the seventies. And this has Let's say 1970s, a... by the way, nowadays, because my son the other day called me out and he goes, do you mean like in the 1900s? I'm like, holy crap, I'm now that age where my kids are now saying, so 1970s, Nathan, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate's but awesome. It, 
they're, and then there's talking heads out there and they're given these blanket advice. And it's not that their advice is bad necessarily. It might be bad for you individually, right? Like, let's just face it as these talking heads, their job is to, to get your ears and to get your eyeballs. And so what's going to get your ears and eyeballs is rate of return, right? Like here's, here's this magic rate of return. You can get X percent in this type of fund or, or X percent is down this type of fund. Right. And, and the, and the conversation, the focus is all on rate of return, Alex. Well, and like it becomes this thing where like financial planning basically becomes math and that's not accurate at all. Financial planning is, is really much more art than it is science um, in terms of like helping folks understand how to create a more flexible plan, how to, how to get all of the pieces of your financial world working together instead of at odds with each other. Yeah. So, you know, like one of those myths that we tend to bust, as I was just starting to talk into was this focus on rate of return being the most important piece of your financial plan. When in actuality, the focus should be on the savings rate because that's what you can actually can control. Yeah, like anything that you, is within your control, those are the things that you should focus on. Anything that you don't have a direct impact on, like what the market's doing or what the macro economy is doing. Yeah, we need to pay attention to them because we can't be an ostrich and just bury our head in the sand. But at the same time, we can't control it and therefore we shouldn't focus on it. That shouldn't be what drives our, our investment choices or anything of that nature. We should base it off of what we can control and what are what long-term structures and long-term thought processes and, and what we can rely upon over long periods of time. That's how we go about planning and investing as opposed to speculating. So if you're interested in making important decisions and intelligent decisions around your money and holistically, not just a silo decision, if you're looking at planning with the end in mind, with real world action items and activities, and if you're wanting to hear about maybe different myths that are out there that may or may not pertain to your personal situation, the way that we talk into them, this is definitely a podcast for you to listen to, which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is what changes are you planning to make in the new year with your relationship to money? So head over to beerandmoney.net and at the bottom of the page, there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day, as well as there's a bunch of other episodes there that feel free to look at. If you got any value out of this episode or if this, this was new and you just found it and you think this is going to be intriguing, make sure you share it with your friends, family, because if you found it intriguing, I'm guessing... We kind of hang out with like people, might have other friends that might find it intriguing. And the whole purpose of this is to be a resource so you can make the best decisions for yourself. And if we challenged you on something and like we brought up a concept or something that you were like, had a visual, visceral reaction to, that might be even more of a conversation, reason to have a conversation with us to figure out like, okay, what am I missing or, or can I confirm what I'm saying or what I'm thinking as opposed to like, nope, that's not right. 100%. 
So we hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California. 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow AR Insurance License Number 1531912. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2021131144. Expiration December 2023.